Welcome back to the Nameless Packers pod, and it's the Nameless Packers pod that's not going to remain nameless for long. No. This week, we're going to get her done. You're going to get to choose the name. More on that to come and on the Facebook page. Today, though, we'll go around the NFL. Lots of interesting happenings. Of course, the trade deadline came up as well. And talk about the NFC North in Keep Your Enemies Closer. I'm your host, Brady Augustine, and I am here with the football girl who is also the birthday girl, Erin Nav. Erin, how are you doing today? <laughs> you look like you're happy to have a birthday. I'm very happy to have a birthday. Thank very, you. Very happy to have a birthday. So everybody has to wish a happy birthday in the comment lines Please. if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook. And uh, yeah, send a message out. Well, it was an interesting, interesting... The Packers team itself is not very interesting right now. But the NFL yeah. this week was pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, we had... And I don't know how many games you saw. I didn't get to see as many as usual, but... We had five quarterbacks go down this week, uh, two of which are important to the Green Bay Packers. So should I just list these or what? And this was back. Yeah, go well, ahead and list them. Well, your Kenny Pickett was on there. He'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah, right. he's already so said he's going to play the, tomorrow. The insider information is that Kenny's going to be back. <laughs> he's just fine. But I, I was really shocked. You know, you saw Kirk Cousins go down with another ACL I mean, what's going on around the Achilles, league? Achilles, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Achilles. I, I said the wrong word, but another Achilles. Same thing as Aaron Rodgers. What's going on with the injuries? This was at Lambeau, too. It's at Lambeau Field, and we still couldn't win the game. <laughs> but, I mean, it's crazy. We'll talk maybe in a little bit, if I remember to, uh, because Aaron did speak about his Achilles on the Pat McAfee show. But, you know, you had Cousins go down. You had Desmond Ritter go down. You had Tyrod Taylor go down. Kenny Pickett goes down, Matt Stafford goes down, and, and Matt is going to be unavailable. He sprained his UCL, which is a ligament in his thumb. Mm -hmm. And so Packers play the Rams this weekend, and uh, it's going to be Sands, we think, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Does it make you feel any better about the team? No. <laughs> Does it make you feel any better about our chances? It makes me understand where the line is, because we'll talk about that later. But mm -hmm. I was looking at it today, and I was like, what? And mm -hmm. then you told me Stafford was out. I, I didn't watch a whole lot of football this weekend. They say I'm the football girl, but you can take my card away for this uh -oh. week only, because okay. I just had other things I was doing. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we'll talk about some of the NFC North trades that took place, but what, what, what's going on with the Commanders? It's a fire I mean, sale. Is it's what a PMT fire said. sale, no <laughs> doubt about it. So Montez Sweat comes, of course, to the Bears. We'll all be familiar with that. But what did you think of Chase Young? I mean, Chase Young, a premier player in this league, he struggled a little bit to stay healthy, mm -hmm. and I think they gave up a second rounder for him. Uh, it, just pretty crazy, and he goes to the 49ers. Yeah. Thoughts. I I don't know. I'm as shocked as the rest of the world, I think, about this. And what's, the, what's going on? Yeah, the, and the 49ers, you know, in a little bit of a tailspin here, surprisingly. Yeah. But, but a Bosa and Young together on that defense, to me, is pretty dang scary on a team that's getting Debo Samuel back, or, or did, I can't remember which, but very, very interesting uh, trade there. Not Did not expect that. Right. Um, what we also did not expect, and we'll talk about a little more in a, in, a, in a bit, is Rasul Douglas traded. Every team in the NFC North traded, and one team traded away a player. Mm -hmm. Which team was that? 
<laughs> that would be nice. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that later, or do you just want to lay it on now? The Because Goody talked about it in the press conference. I want to talk about the big elephant in the room real quick before we move on to that, which is the Raiders. Everybody's okay, talking right. about that today. 1.30 a.m., apparently, they mm. let McDaniels go and their GM. Also, Jimmy G has been benched. Jimmy G has been benched. So add him to our quarterback list of people who are out. And and they owe, supposedly they settled with John Gruden, who had a 10-year contract when he signed. They've got, what, four more years on McDaniel's yep. contract. And the amount of money they're paying for coaches that are not coaching is really, it's sad. It's somewhere between 40 and $80 million. It's incredible. Just this is wait. a money management problem. Money I management could manage money problem. better than that. I'm going to say thank God for Russ Ball right now. I know not a, <laughs> not a lot of people are going to agree with me right now, but we'll talk about that. You can bit. blame head, you can blame coaching, you can blame quarterback, you can blame a bunch of things, but this sounds like an organizational problem to me. Sounds systemic, yes. Yeah. Yes, when you've done that badly twice in a row, and the McDaniels hiring to me was a little bit desperate to begin with, mm -hmm. and then, you know, I am not of the opinion that Green Bay traded away Rasul Douglas out of desperation. I think it's actually kind of the opposite. I think they are following their system. We'll talk about that later. But yeah. this Raiders situation to me is, I'm, you're absolutely right, it's a systemic breakdown. They're cleaning house. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, I'm really sad for Devontae Adams. I don't know how much, I mean, I don't know if they went around and talked to the players. I expect that they did. Yeah. And I expect that Adams said, listen, I'm open all the time. Garoppolo gets benched then, which also makes me wonder. I know that Adams would not throw him under the bus. That I don't think that would happen. But I kind of feel mad. he was so mad on the sidelines against the Lions. Um, and I'm a bit of an Adams fan. And mm -hmm. I don't want the Raiders to do well, but I want him to be successful. And I know how frustrated he must be. So, Well... And I think he had a choice in where he wanted to go. He, he said did. he wanted to go to Las Vegas. But yeah. I think he wanted to play with Carr, and mm -hmm. then they got rid of Carr. So, sure. yeah, I don't know. I don't, People are saying they want him as a free agent. but Yeah, and, and there was yeah. talk before, you know, Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter pretty much quashed the idea that the Raiders were even considering uh, trading Devontae Adams or at least had not heard anything that was of any interest at all. So he's kind of stuck now. Mm -hmm. and it's not really his decision. He goes out and plays the game. It's not really his decision to have all this turnover in an organization that's so bad. So right. we'll see what happens with that, of course. Also, Rashawn Gary got an extension. Yeah. So four-year, $107 million when all is said and done, not bad. He went with his mother and his sister to sign the contract. Oh, that's cute. Well, and the name that he gives them when they're together he calls them the three musketeers when they're together. Really? <laughs> yes, he does. I, I just had to <laughs> smile at that. And uh, so big congrats to Rashawn Gary, yeah, one of the best congrats. pass rushers in the, in the league. All right. Uh, I believe you have, let's move into Packers Vikings just for a short bit. Okay. I don't think there's a whole lot to be said, but you did have a chef's kiss in this one, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Do tell. It's, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of highlights going on there, but... I chose the tipped ball that Brooks got his hands on during the Vikings field goal attempt, which was then recovered by 
Owens. Do you want me to just go ahead and put my player of the week out there? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because <laughs> Owens yeah. is going to be my player of the week. We usually do rookie of the week, but the rookies really haven't been uh, standing out for us. Rookies are part of the problem. There's only and... so many times I can say Anders Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Anders Carlson. He's doing just fine, although he did miss one also. Yeah. Missed one of two, but got both of his PATs, right? Or did we have two? Yeah. That's, you know, maybe over two or three games we can have two or three PATs, but... All right. So, yeah, it was not a not a pretty outing, and, and you know, the, the team has consistently said they're not going to use youth as an excuse for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I think most people realize that is a big part of the reality of what's going on here is, um, you know, Rookie players, you talked about it before. Players zigging when their shit is zagged, misreading some leverages. You've got plenty of brand new players at the offensive line position. We talked about that with Paul Brettel last week, you know, and he said if he could fix one thing, it'd be the O-line. So that all trickles down, and now you've got a young quarterback that's not playing real well either. So Packers on a four-game losing streak. (sighs) Yikes. Not, Not good at all, but... All right, but at least you did come up with a chef's kiss. I'm proud of you for that because I did not. Like, I totally just wiped. I was like, I'm, I'm not even going to talk about it. It's just not good. So, yeah. All right, well. Do you want to talk about the Douglas trade? I do want to talk about it because you are not, we're not happy with Brian Gutekunst in his press conference. No. When he, especially when he mentioned. So I'll just give you the floor and let you blow off your steam. Okay. And I'll tell you what I think. Good. Because everyone listening is either going to be, Hard right or hard left on this one, right? So it's not going to be, there's no via media this time around, but go for it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get my thoughts together on this one because I kind of ranted with you earlier. And once you rant, it's just kind of like, eh. Yes. Okay. I feel good. Uh, I do. I feel a little bit better getting that off my chest earlier. But he got on, was this this afternoon? Mm-hmm. Yesterday? This afternoon? Just this afternoon. Yeah. I think 1230. Talked to the press and... I don't know. I just, there were a lot of questions that I felt were being deflected. And it was, listen, it's the Packers. So it's a lot of conservative coach talk, mm-hmm. even from our GM. And I didn't love the way that he kind of answered the whole leadership question because, you know, we talked last week with Paul about. Mm-hmm not trading away anybody on the defense because the defense is really what's keeping us kind of in these games, even though we can't seem to win, we're not getting blown out. It's not just that Douglas is a playmaker for us. Would you say consistently? I would say pretty consistently. Pretty consistently. He shows up. He is a leader in that locker room. And you can see that in how he walked off the field with love just last week he's trying to keep the spirits up in a time when morale could really be slipping and every time LaFleur speaks um and Goody speaks they talk about how they are impressed by how the boys are taking it how they're handling it to me that must mean attitude wise they're not they just keep fighting is what they keep saying Mm -hmm. And when you, first off, this wasn't a trade that was planned. The Bills came to the Packers. They, they wanted Douglas, and it was very last minute, and that's fine. But 
I have to believe that nobody in the locker room knew that this was coming. No. This has got to be a surprise. It was a surprise for us. And Goody said that they were not planning to do it either. Right. The Bills just kind of came hard after him too. So that's not going to make anybody feel better about it necessarily. And I'm trying, and I'm going the long way around this question because I'm trying to like articulate it as best as I can. But when it's brought up to your GM that how are the guys going to feel about this trade? You have to understand that this is a guy who steps into a leadership role. He could be seen as a mentor. And if you trade away somebody like that without giving your team a heads up about that, are you going to lose your your locker room at that point? We can't afford to lose the locker room because the guy showing up week after week and fighting is a big difference between us and the Bears, okay? You 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 have to keep morale high on your team. And when you're asked as a GM about that and, and how that's going to affect your men, and he says, well, this was just, this wasn't a trade that we had planned. It was just what was best value-wise for our team. I understand this is a business. I understand that, yeah, this is probably better for Douglas because he's going to a team that he actually has a chance with. But how does that – I want to know personally what's going on with – what's in the head of these guys, you know? What's in the heads of these guys? What are they thinking right now? How are they feeling right now? Maybe because I'm a woman and I'm just all about my feelings. But but I want to (laughs) know. It's important. Yeah, like what is Eric Stokes? I mean, he's fighting and battling to try and get back. He got hurt again, and he's and he watches this happen, and he he wants to get on the field. That helps him in that sense. But at the same time, he probably lost one of his best buds on the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a guy he works with every day, picks his brain all the time, I'm sure. So it's definitely a polarizing situation, without a doubt. And I, you know, I will say this, and, and, and this will be disagreed with across Packer Nation as well, but uh, for my part, I was finally happy to have someone, no matter who it is, you listen to the podcasters talk about it, they've been talking about it all day, you're listening to us talk about it, but somebody define what tanking is, because a lot of times we talk about it and we say who's doing it, but we don't ever define what it actually is, which is incredibly important. And he said under his definition, which is losing on purpose, he doesn't think anybody in this league tanks, you know, just goes out and tries to find ways to lose. And so that's basically what he's saying is, I am not giving up on the season. What I'm doing is thinking long-term. He mentioned that specifically. I have to think long-term. I have to think short-term. When the Packers traded Aaron Rodgers, I said, listen, the Jets are thinking short-term. They're pushing their chips in. They want to get that Super Bowl. They want to get it now. They feel like it's their time. The Packers are thinking long-term. They know that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be around forever. They know that they've drafted the quarterback that they think might be able to be their future. So for me, you know, you look at Rasul, you know, 28 years old, he's not going to be around that long. You know, it's the same question with Aaron. Is he going to play two more years? I mean, how many after this one? The Packers are in cap hell. Anybody that's followed this along closely and carefully knows that the money that we spent to try to get a Super Bowl when we went to two NFC championships in a row, we had to push out in terms of basically um, dummy years so that you can then move some numbers around and spread the cap out over extra years. It's basically the, the storyline. And that has hurt us big time. Part of the reason, and we, I've been calling it a youth movement, where they talked retool or rebuild, and there was a big argument about that. It's a youth movement. They are moving back toward trying to build this team through the draft and then make a few additions in the free agent market, which they are not going to probably be able to do a whole lot of, even next year. But then... Right. What you are offloading is Rasul Douglas dead money, which I think comes in in two years. And you're getting 
a, a, a third round draft choice, giving up a fifth. So the offset is not big. And that's going to be another big argument, right? So, you know, I don't remember the numbers between the two as it stands in the draft right now. But what I do remember, it was only a 50 point difference. So a lot of people are not going to be happy about that either. But just a couple of things on that that make me feel like, and I think people are going to talk less about how bad this was when the draft rolls around and we've got an extra third rounder. Right. And, and we're looking at guys and we're like, oh, he might make it for our team. But basically, we have the option now to, you know, build through the draft. We've got an extra pick that is likely going to be in the top 100. We've got what he said it looks like now, four picks in those top four draft rounds, which is where you're, it's really the meat of your draft at that point. Yeah. You're taking flyers on athletic players after that. So, and then we're also helping with the cap situation. So in the future, they might be able to go out and find a guy like Rasul and, and be able to pay him. So I think by and by it, it it's, I'm okay with it, but I do yeah. want to say, I hate that Rasul's not a Packer. I don't want anybody to get that wrong. I just, right. I love the guy too. And so it's a real shock for sure. And I mean, that was a surprise. Isn't it, all those are really great talking points and, and they make a lot of sense. And it would be really nice to hear that coming from somebody <laughs> in the organization. That's really all that I have to say about that is, yes. is I understand why they say the things that they say and they're so conservative about it. But my other question is, how does that affect them if this is the only team that's owned by the people? Like, mm-hmm. Don't you think that there should be a little bit more transparency? I no. would like to see that too. One thing I will say, because um, you probably weren't following too much when Ted Thompson was our GM. Mm-mm. Brian tells a whole lot more than Ted did. Okay. Right. But, um, but yeah, there's places, in my opinion, in life when you need to step in and say that right thing. And you, and you yeah. need to say it now. And it doesn't matter at that point because, and again, it goes to the locker room. There, you think those guys in that locker room didn't watch Brian Gutekunst talk about why he did this? And so, to me, I had an experience once where I was with, I'll make this short, but I was with an anesthesiologist, two anesthesiologists, and one of them, I was trying to pick his brain because I was, I'm a dad. My daughter was going under, and uh, I asked him a question, and he just poo-pooed it because you know I'm not a doctor, and. The guy next to him just looked at me and he said, I'm going to have my eyes on your daughter every minute. She's under yeah. and she's going to be fine. And that's all you needed to hear. Brian Gutekunst could have got up and said, I, I don't know exactly what the best thing is in that case, but said, you know, I know that you guys love this team in some ways that not even other people do. Yeah. And I know you love Rasul Douglas. And it's on me to prove to you by and by yeah. that this was the right thing to do. And I hope that you'll be patient with me. And it's That's funny. exactly what we needed to hear. Well, it's funny that when you mentioned that particular aspect, that's exactly what Brett Favre did. And I think it was what he was addicted to Vicodin. And he said, or else he, either it was early in his career and he wasn't playing well. And he said, if you'll just be patient with me, we can win some games. Yeah. And we just all bought in. We're like, all right, fine. This you know. is what we're talking about. The buy-in factor. Everything he said today... I- Listen, I didn't listen to the whole 24 minutes. I listened to 20, to 13 minutes, and then I wanted to throw my phone against the wall because nothing – I didn't. Nothing that he said made me want to buy in. It's part of his job as a general manager to make sure that the fans, the people who follow, buy in to what they're selling. And it was bullshit is what it sounded like to me, and I wasn't going to buy it until you sat down and kind of – kind of talked me through a little bit of what the positives are with this whole trade. And then I'm like, all right, I'll buy in a little bit more than I would with the GM. Are you kidding me? 
That was a good rant. We needed to play ship Captain Crew. <laughs> I know. Which, by the I way, know. is is coming next week. We think so. We're gonna play yeah, around the ship Captain work Crew. On it. Yeah, and uh, whoever wins gets like a minute. We'll time a minute to yeah. do whatever you want. But yeah, that was pretty good. All right, you want to move on? <laughs> oh, I'm sure plenty of people love that one and are definitely on board. I don't even know where we're at now. Oh yeah, injury report. I they did not have it when I looked, but the injury report for me it has more to do with Matt Stafford being out for this game. Right. Um, I don't know at this point that it matters a whole lot, you know, but you're, you're going to have potentially a backup quarterback and, and just around the league. That's just a, the injury situation around the league. It's just not going away. It's a bad one. I don't even know who their backup is off the top of my head. Uh, do you know? I do not. And I heard the name earlier today, but I do not. So, so let's just move on because <laughs> apparently you got some wind of, a, a rivalry, shall we say, or a, a little sparring between Pat McAfee and one Big cat. Oh, well, they didn't spar, but they both had really awful things to say oh. about the Packers. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was just going through social media this week, and I was like, oh, my God, why is everybody shitting on the Packers this week? But they have been. Pat McAfee was talking some some trash, and, you know, Big Cat, I think Big Cat called us. Uh, I can't remember exactly what he, what he said, but definitely garbage. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. total ass. You know, did so. you ask him? So, how many championships? Who's, who's, oh no, yeah, ha- I didn't that Hallis, that George Hallis guy was a really good coach. Which trophy is his name on? Oh, the NFC Championship. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I don't know. I it just flagged. It flagged me a little bit that uh-huh. uh, the Packers were just being talked about a lot yeah, this week yeah. about how much they suck. Folks like to get on us. There's no doubt, and don't think that you know most of Packer Nation was also not happy with where we're at right now either. Shout out Aaron Nagler for being the only person who seems to still be on that wagon. Still be on that. Still staying positive. <laughs> Way to stay positive. Yeah. Gosh, I'd love to talk to Nags on here about that because that yeah. would be so funny to see. Right, like let him get a chance to really say where he's at. You yeah. know, that would be fun. All right, um, the Packers take on the Rams. You already did your rookie of the week. Yes, get a player, player of the week. week do you want to do our secret word? We do have to do our secret word. I can't close <laughs> it without that. We do a oh, secret word each week, and I would miss every week if you weren't here, but we only missed one so far. <laughs> so uh, today's secret word is joke, joke <laughs> which I don't know why that word came to me. Yeah. I have no idea. Maybe I was just in a joking mood. I don't know. Or maybe it's because that's what the Packers' offense is. Possibly. I guess. I guess. This is a rough one. This is a rough one. And you look forward to a Rams game that, you know, if the Packers can't find a way to win that one, you know, this thing is is derailed at that point. Yeah. And just around the NFC, we talked already about the, the NFC North pick, picking up players and I, I'll mention, too, Josh Dobbs goes to Minnesota, so they've got a potential backup quarterback or now starting quarterback, Donovan Peoples-Jones to Detroit. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to mention, because we're talking about the Bears, and you right. mentioned Big Cat. So the Lions now at top of the division, 6-2, and two, the second-best record in the NFC, anyway, it looks like. Right yeah. there. Vikings are 4-4. Four and four. They're, They pulled even. And they're on a three-game win streak as well, uh, including the Packers. They're at Lambeau Field. Mm-hmm. Packers are 2-5. and five, Bears are 2-6. and six. So a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how the Packers were ahead of the Vikings by virtue of already having their bye. They had one less loss, mm-hmm. uh, I believe it was. And yeah, and, and now we are basically one game ahead of the Bears at this point from being tied in the division if we lose one more game 
by virtue of the fact that they had that we've had our bye week as well. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing has flipped upside down, and it is so ironic to me. And I'm sure Big Cat will find that stat at some point. Go figure. I would say a couple weeks ago that I think this is going to be a very boring division, and then look what happens. I just hope – I know that Kirk Cousins had his surgery either yesterday or today. I think he might have had it today. Okay. So just wishing him the best of luck on his recovery. Yeah, McAfee talked to Rodgers about that. I'm not sure what day it was this week, but I caught that. And, yeah, Rodgers still seems to be ahead of schedule. He was out of a boot in two weeks when most guys get out of a boot in like six to eight weeks. So he is ahead of schedule. He is sort of feeding Cousins information. I'll be honest, when that happened, I'm so mad at this team that when it happened, and I am not a – I do not want to beat teams because of injuries. Mm. We couldn't do it anyway. I don't like – I like to play teams at full strength and beat them. And if you beat me, that's fine. We had full strength. But when Cousins went down, I might have said some wrong things. <laughs> no. I might have been like, God. We God. never root for injuries, ever. I know. That's what I say. And then it ever. happens to a Vikings. We'll see. I don't know if, if Josh Dobbs is going to start immediately. He, he's probably going to need some time to yeah. get the playbook. So Hall will probably be there, QB1. Yeah. Uh, to start out, and then we'll just see what happens. I have no idea what that's going to mean for the Vikings moving forward, mm-hmm. and I don't know what's going to happen with the Bears, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it's 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 going to be really interesting in the North because you're going to have a Packers team with an offseason that we're only going to get a second out of Aaron, but we'll have extra picks, you know, four in the top four rounds. The Bears are going to have to make decisions. You know, they're going to have to make decisions about fields. You know, they brought in a guy. They'll see how it went. We're going to end up head-to-head against them at the end of the season. And the Vikings, you know, there was some talk about the Vikings potentially trading Cousins. You know, get the value while you can. Yeah. Is, and and then this happens. Is he going to come back? Is he – that's a whole other thing is everybody is so quick to question whether Aaron Rodgers was going to be back. I mean, that those questions were coming out like the night of when that happened. And it's been pretty quiet. I haven't been on Twitter much today, but – Everybody's mostly just sending well wishes to Kirk. And, yeah, I mean, if he was going to be a free agent, is he coming back to the Vikings? Is he going to go elsewhere? Is he going to retire? What's he going to do? It's a good question because I believe, you know, his contract, I think, is one of his, both of his last contracts have been 100% guaranteed, which is very rare. So, I mean, you got to pay him everything if you want to. So what I imagine then would happen is if they tried to, to trade him, they would have to try and get with a team that was willing to pick up part of that contract, at least or mm-hmm. figure that out. But yeah, I mean, that's going to make, you know, the NFC North, which to me, you know, as, as a Packer fan and talking to Packer nation, I think that's important to note right now with what's going on elsewhere, because we're having a really crappy time right now. Yeah. And we just lost Rasul Douglas. However, looking forward, a lot of these teams, I mean, the lions look like they're in pretty good shape, you know, mm-hmm. but other than that, you know, in a couple years when we can start having some cap space, there's there's hope potentially for this team. We'll see yeah. what happens. And there's a lot of football left to play. We've been saying that for all year, too. That's what we said when we beat the Bears, you know, and look what's going to happen now. So so anyway, uh, if there's nothing else we need to cover, I think a great way to segue into talking about the Packers-Rams might be to bring on a special guest. What do you Let's think, Aaron? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Aaron, we are on the phone with Matt Ramage, a dude that I got a chance to collab with once up at training camp, very famous around that area, very well known. Uh, It's good to have you on, Matt. Thank you so much for your time. How are you doing, buddy? 
I'm doing great, dude. I'm, I'm glad to be chatting with you. Yeah. Um, appreciate you so much for jumping on and it's maybe a good time to get on and, and podcast to collaborate with the Packers team being so bad. I don't know. Are you still enjoying those games? Are you going? What's, what's going on? Yeah, I'm actually going to the game Sunday. I went to the to the Saints game. They won. So I nice. feel like me going to the game probably helps their chances a little bit, you know? That's right. But uh, it, it's still fun. Like, the season is not what uh, I wanted. But, like, going to a game, like the, uh, like the tailgating and all that stuff, like, that is, like, so fun. I mean, that's almost more fun than, than the actual game. I, I have a ball just hanging out with people and uh, going, like, to Lot 1, Liberty – tailgate they got over there uh-huh there's some great tailgates so it, it, it's still gonna be fun and the game uh hopefully they can uh pull one together yeah right yeah going going to lambeau field itself in the tailgating is is such an experience i think everybody it should be a bucket list experience for everybody uh, well let me ask you quick we'll ask you some quick questions uh back and forth between myself and aaron first i've got down here you know lafleur's under fire uh we are not playing well at some point the buck stops at the coach do you think there is any chance that he's gone before the end of the season? And if so, how many games does he have to lose? He's still got, what, 10 games left in this season? How many games do you have to lose for that to even maybe come into the picture at this point? Now, I say that, and I'll caveat that, with Brian Gutekunst's press conference today seemed very positive and like that's probably not going to happen. But how are you feeling in that regard? I think that he's probably got a pretty good leash. But uh, I think if, if if they like lose like all the games, I think it, they have to think about it. But I don't think it's gonna happen. It would happen during the season if it did happen. I think with a young offense and a new quarterback, he's probably got a little bit more wiggle room. Sure. But I think this team should be better than what they are. And now they got rid of, you know, one of their best corners, or at least playing the best this season. So I, I think that defense is gonna be struggling <laughs> uh, for the rest of the way. So yeah. Uh, I'm not sure, but I I don't see him getting fired during the season. I don't like coaches getting fired during the season, unless it's like no. a Raiders situation. But like when they did Mike McCarthy, yeah, like that, I didn't care for it. Um, I get it because they're trying to make a statement. I went to that Cardinals game before McCarthy got fired. We we were both there, brother. We didn't even know each other. We, <laughs> yeah, I, I was there I, too. That was like the that was like the worst game for me because oh, uh, so it was like rainy. It was yes. all wet. Yes, and it was miserable. Right where my feet were. Yeah, like right where my feet were is like where the water was settling. It was like <laughs> that's that's like the low point. So my, I was my feet were just in frozen water like the whole game, and they were losing bad. It, yep. But it was you know it was still a game. But that was probably the one game besides like the guy I went with. I had fun. Yeah, uh-huh. that weather. Yeah, and the that, game was brutal. That reminds me of the scene in Tommy Boy. You'll remember this at the very end when everything's going wrong and he sits in the park bench and it just breaks on him and he just goes, <laughs> "Could have done without that." <laughs> yeah, because like after that game, that's kind of how I felt. I was like I literally just went to my truck. I could barely walk because my feet were hurt so bad from yeah. freezing, and yeah. I just blasted the heat on my feet and sat there. I didn't even try to drive for like an hour trying to thaw my feet. I thought I might lose a toe or something. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. You got to watch out for that hypothermia. So that's funny. I kind of feel the same way right now. We don't, yeah. we don't have any heat where we're at in the studio, so my feet are starting to get a little numb. Yes, Matt. Let me just tell you this: we're in Northeast Tennessee, so I just turned my my furnace on, but we found out it is not running for me right now. So we're chilly. Is yeah, it- I actually don't even have mine on because my wife like she's like like warm blooded or something. And she's like, 
She's always hot, so she's like, no, just don't turn it on yet. I'm like, dude, it's like 30 degrees. <laughs> she's built different. Yeah, she's built di- She's built different yeah. than you, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah, always Most cold. people were like glad because like saves on the heat bill, but right. I'm like, no, we, 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 can, we can afford a heat bill. Like, let's turn this thing on. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Okay, I've got a question. So the Vikings, they just brought in Josh Dobbs, who is uh, from UT. He's one of our guys here in Tennessee. We're excited about that. The Bears, they traded and they brought in Sweat. And the Packers offloaded Douglas. We didn't bring anybody in. It's a very polarizing move. Brady and I talked a little bit about it in our intro just a little bit ago. It's it's very controversial, it seems, from what Brady said mm-hmm. with Packer Nation. People are really split on whether that's good or not. What are your thoughts and feelings on this trade? The the, the trade for Rasul, like, I don't know that I believe that they weren't shopping him and mm. the Bills just offered, and then they were like, oh, that's too good to pass up. I'm not sure I buy that. Um, I, I usually don't like like drag like the front office or whatever, but I'm not really dragging him, but I'm not sure that that's truthful. Like he made some remarks about, you know, he's not a loser and like, you know, some frustration. I'm not sure that that's why he got traded, but it could be like the contract, the whole situation, mm-hmm. but the, the, it definitely hurts the secondary a lot. Like I, I think I don't like the trade at all because mm-hmm. uh, the secondary, you know, you got Jair, you got, they don't have like a whole bunch of death uh, depth there. So I think going forward, like this season, I I, I kind of feel like they're just like sink or swim type of year where they want people to grow. They go, they mm-hmm. want these players to grow, and um, they're just like okay with like if they do struggle, and they're hoping that they get better. Like especially like the young guys. But I I was confused by the Russell Douglas one because I know that they save. I forget exactly how much it is on the cap, and I assume that's what they're kind of going for there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that maybe they're thinking if we're not, we're not competitive right now for a championship. So if, if he's not going to be there when, when we think that is like 2025 or whatever they're thinking, right. if we don't have him part of that plan, why not get something for him now? I think that's probably like what his thinking, what they're thinking is. That's all I can like really think is that they are looking for the future for sure. I thought you were going to come up with a really hot take conspiracy theory (laughs) for me there, Matt. (laughs) No, I don't got no <laughs> Just got home from work. No time for that right now. What do you think of it as a from a leadership standpoint? Because he was actually seen as as a bit of a leader on that defense. Yeah, I I, I think it hurts huge in a lot of ways because because of that, and and he was playing good. Like he was right. playing fired up, and even his comments to me showed me that he cares and he wants to be good. He wants the defense to be good. And I think taking him out of that locker room, and I'm I'm assuming. The other players don't like it. Like Nixon tweeted kind of a heartbroken emoji. Uh, so like, I, I don't think it helps the locker room. I, I wonder about the locker room sometimes. Like I hear people saying like, you know, this, you know, this coach lost the locker room. I don't know that Matt LaFleur lost the locker room, but I feel like they're, when they let a guy go like that, and it's seemingly kind of cheap third round pick. I mean, not that you expect to get a whole bunch because if you look at trades around the league, that's kind of like what it is, except for like the all-star players. But uh, I I wonder how, how they feel like, you know, are we next or whatever? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who's but, next? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and trade deadline's over, but like what I think that a lot of players had to be like looking like what's next year going to look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I brought up the same question about yep. where I want to know what the guys are thinking right now because this was such a last-minute thing, and mm -hmm. they said they weren't shopping him around and everything. But but he got up and gave a press conference today and just kind of made it sound like – I mean, yeah, it is a business, but, you know, anybody could be on the chopping block mm -hmm. if the right deal came around. And at the end of the day, if they want him to play as a team – you gotta keep these. You gotta keep the dynamic. Yeah, intact. Especially like with that secondary, like I say, there wasn't a lot of depth there. It's just, it just seems, it, it just seems odd that this someone was like, "Hey, we'll give you this," and like they it wasn't that great. Just, they, they they gave up a fifth. They got a third. Uh, it just, it, it, it kind of like I, I I was very surprised by it because it just seems like that secondary just got a lot worse. For sure, for sure. Well, let's. Look ahead a little bit, um, and I don't know that it necessarily gets any better because as it stands right now, you know, Packers have pick number six. I think Draft Tech, Draft Tech has us at seven. It doesn't matter. It's going to change anyway. But um, two wins, and we have our bye week under our belt. So the Bears have two wins. They get their bye week in week 13. So by virtue of them having more losses, we're technically ahead of them right now. But we know we face them in week 18. What do you think the chances are that that game becomes a, like a toilet bowl between the Bears and the Packers tr ending up one one upping the other in terms of having a higher draft choice by the time all said and done? I think that there's actually probably a, a pretty decent chance. I mean, it depends because I, I, I think the Packers probably going to win some games. Like I would think that like this week I'm going to the game, so they're probably going to win. But uh <laughs> Their, their schedule isn't crazy, so if they do start playing playing well, I just right now like watching them. There's no reason. To, I mean, I don't say that, that like there's no hope because I try to be optimistic, but there's no reason that they're not playing well at all. Like they're not even showing like, well, at least they can do that. Like their offense, like in the first half, you can't play like that and expect to win. So I, the Bears, uh, they actually have been playing a little bit better um, without Justin Fields. Like it's weird. Like I don't know if they call the game differently, but uh, I feel like. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure that they know how to use Justin Fields because, like, even when he kind of made that statement about uh, "I'm just going to go out there and have fun," and then like the next week he played better. So mm -hmm. I, I, I can see the Bears winning some games, uh, but I, I definitely think that they they could be pretty similar by the end of the season, whether they both win a couple more or whether they both just kind of flake off mm -hmm. and just keep her, you know. But I, I think it, I think it'll be a meaningful game for for that reason. Okay. Could go either way. It could go either way. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah, I really, I really have no idea because, like, looking at this, watching them play, it's just like head scratching. Like how, and I, I feel like the defense, like in the first half last week, like they did all right in the first half. You know, they kept it close, but then they right. just, you know, they got away from them quick. But you, I, I feel like they put, they're kind of put in bad situations. But that second half, they just kind of. Like everybody was doing whatever they wanted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they're they are. You're right. They're on the field just way too much when we're three and out. You know, we can't even buy a, a first down when we get extra shots at it. Yeah, yeah. brutal. Yeah, brutal is a good word for it. <laughs> it is. It's oh, so boy. brutal. Um, we're gonna play a little game. I usually play some games with our our interviewers every every week. This one is called Over Under. You want to play? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we're playing – the Packers are playing the Rams this Sunday. And my question is, the Packers to score 13 points total over or under? 
I'm going to say over. Uh, just first of all, I like being optimistic. And I think, I, I think with all like the pressure, like the losing uh, with the offensive woes, like I feel like they're, they got to like get it together. I'm sure that they're like really like trying to figure out how to get this offense started earlier. So I, I'm hoping that they figured something out. They keep saying that they're working on new stuff, but it doesn't look different, but hopefully <laughs> this week they do. Yeah. And, uh, I'll, I'll I'll take the over. Plus, I have Aaron Jones on, on my fantasy team. But like, really talking about Aaron Jones, I feel like if they gave him the ball, oh, they yeah. always talk about like, oh, well, we, we got to give him the ball. Well, then just give it to him. Yeah. But like, it, <laughs> yeah. They well, what's the be, problem yeah. here? Yeah, like I play Madden, and I I, I think to myself, I got to get Aaron Jones the ball or whatever running back, and then I just do it. And yeah. Hand it to him. I get it. Like if it's not working, yeah. but like Aaron Jones, like throw it to him, hand it to him. I don't care how you get it to him. Get him the ball. Get him the ball. Hey, and on the over, too, by the way, you know, you're going to be at the games. So I guess over, you know, that question is just completely moot now. Yeah, whenever I go to the game, you know, they they always. uh... (laughs) See, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that's your answer, too, Brady? That's, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm going to do these, too. Um, I am going to take the under on this one, and I'll tell you exactly why. Andres Carlson, four field goals. Packers only scored 12 points. Did I do that math right? Yeah. <laughs> that was for Aaron. She's been a fan of Anders, who's done pretty dang good to face following up Mason Crosby so far. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think so. He's done pretty well. Uh, so speaking of Aaron Jones, uh, in the three games that he's played since getting hurt in week one, he's had an average of under seven carries. He has to be a big part of the plan, like you said, uh, if we want a chance to beat the Rams this week. So we're going to put the line at almost double that seven, and we're going to say 12, 12 carries for Aaron Jones coming up against the Rams. Over or under? It should be over. But mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's going to be over just because I think that they have to at some point just force it to them. Like they, what you're doing isn't working. So even if it's not working right away, stick with it. And then I think they should sprinkle in, like, put him in passing situations. I wonder, like, if he is 100%. They keep saying, like, he's good and he mm-hmm. says he's good. But, like, it, it just doesn't make sense whether they're not using him. But I'll I'll take it over just because I think – I feel like they have to, like, just to kind of force it. Like, all right, we need to get him the ball. But I wouldn't at all be surprised if it was under. So, you know, people are offering to trade him on my fantasy team because I have him. Uh-huh. And I said no. I was like, no, he comes back from injuries and he'll be balling out. And then they haven't used him. I'm like – I could have. I mean, not that I would want to trade them, but I don't know. I, I they're definitely not using them, right? Yeah. Uh, for my money, and I I completely agree. They need to be be over. I mean, the team wins when he gets carries. I, so I'm going to say over. I'm going to hope that it's over. He had nine carries against the Bears, and he had a touchdown and a and a, an explosive too. I think in that one. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I think the. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm not sure that he's 100%. So, uh, but I'm I'm also with you. They have to get him the ball. They've got to get him the ball. They've got to keep doing it. So I'll just have to take that over. Yeah, we. Yeah, waited. I was saying that during the off season, I was like, the the offense like goes through him. He's the veteran guy. Yep. You gotta get him the ball. And when they don't, nothing good happens from it. We waited so patiently for those three weeks after week one. They looked so good. He and he and Dylan together looked so great against the Bears, and then we waited and waited and waited for him to come back, and we thought that was going to be the answer, and then it just hasn't. Yeah. So. All right. Packers first 
round draft pick number over or under five? I think it'll be, I think it'll be over. I think it'll be, I don't think that they'll get a top five pick. Um, We'll see though, but I think that there's a lot of other bad teams in the league. So we'll see in the Packers schedule. Like I don't have it in front of me, but I don't think it's really difficult, but I'm assuming all those teams see the Packers on their schedule and they say the same thing. So we'll see if they uh, show up because I, I think that they're, they should be winnable games, but not the way they're playing. But I, I think that it'll be over. Okay. I'm glad to hear you say that. You just need to go to more games. Um, <clears throat> so the last, <laughs> last time the Packers drafted the last two high picks that were top tens were Kenny Clark at nine and AJ Hawk at five. So I'm going to push. Yep. I want to see us I at five that. and I'm, I don't want to see us at five. I want them to play to win and I hope they do win some games. However, I am already, that's you, how, well, you've kind of noticed there's some, some draft questions that we're asking you. I'm already kind of thinking, because it's so brutal right now, about like, okay, I'm just going to try to take the positive side of this, and that is we're going to have a second from Aaron Rodgers. Unfortunately, it's not a first. We're, we just got picked up an extra third rounder, and we're going to be picking higher than we have in many, many years. That's the best I can do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Also, disclaimer, Brady and I have a bet going to see what what the um standing the prediction we predicted what the the yeah, preseason preseason predictions. predictions. Yeah. And so I can't remember Brady was you had him at ten. I had ten when ten all wins said and, done. and I yeah. had him at nine. So Aaron looks if like- we get closer to nine, I'll be happy because then I can make Brady jump in the lake. Yeah, I yeah, I, I think I said ten. Did you? The and source. that's like low for me. I'm pretty optimistic. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I actually did it, and then when I counted, I was like, "That's a little more than I think." But what I'm when I'm hearing you say when you say you also said ten is that you're going to jump in the lake with me. I don't know if I jump in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> I also have to what eat abroad. So uh, January. This will be January. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there is lakes open where I'm at in January. They're all frozen. <laughs> well, I was going to say they're they're not frozen down here in Tennessee. You just come on down and visit, have a free brat, stay at my place. We'll jump in the lake. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. All right, moving on. Oh, speaking of, uh, we didn't really talk about beers. We talked about brats. But yeah. number of lunch beers that you'll have before the Packers play the Rams this weekend, over under three? Way over. I'm going to be there early. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've got to stop that one because if I had known, Matt, that you were going to be at the game, there is no way that line would have been set that low. Not a chance. It, it would have been yeah, like a baker's if, dozen. Yeah, if if I uh, if I'm not going to the game, especially a noon game, I'm not like I do a live stream during a game. I usually don't drink because Sunday's one of my only days off, so I I sleep in, and sometimes like I just wake up and and I go, and I'm not going to wake up and just start drinking. Uh-huh. But um, if you're going to the game. You know, they say when, when in Rome, <laughs> you got to right. have a couple. That's right. Can't, I'll be can't. hitting up a few tailgates. It'll be a good time. I'm definitely going to be having more than three. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I hope you have a good time. Are you going to be having any beers pregame, Brady? Me? No, I'm staying dry for, for a little bit. And same reason, you know, when you work it, it's a little different. Now, I, I will not say, and Matt can probably speak to this too, it has happened <laughs> that I've been on live and I've I've had uh, more than three, that's for sure. The over has happened in the past, but I try to stay away yeah. from that too. It's smarter to do it that way. Go well, I, 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 used, I used to get really nervous during podcasts, and like I used to have Tom Crabtree come on, 
mm-hmm. and I was talking to him, and I was like, you know, I get nervous, even if it's like a, someone I know, I don't know why. And then he's like, just have a couple drinks. That's what I do. And like, if I go on the radio, he's like, I just have a couple drinks. Like, if he's on the phone or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, good idea. So then I just started drinking, and then I was like, at a certain point, I was like, I got to scale it back a little bit. I remember one podcast I did with Crabtree where we were both drinking, and I didn't even post it because it was just <laughs> us kind of just went off the rails talking about our, you know, we were just talking about like our personal, like like kids, like this kid was in, you know, doing whatever, and it was just us BSing. <laughs> so I was like, I don't even think I want to post this because it was like just like we forgot we were recording. It was like uh, an might have liked it, but I just thought, yeah, <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. I had a f- another podcast about a year ago mm-hmm. with somebody else, and we got a little too lit during yeah, the, yeah. and we had to pull the entire episode because it just went off the rails. Wait, I want yeah, to see it, the uncut happen. version at some point. Let me tell you, I'm not going to see that. No, I'm not going to even I, say I what like I'm going to say. I like to have a few beers, like even at night, I'm doing a pick em show, and uh, I'll have a few beers, but I definitely like watch how many. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I drink when I'm live now because I mean not that it gets crazy but sometimes you just kind of drift off and you're like you're talking about other stuff and like what what's, what's even happening? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a sweet spot. There's, There's a, sweet, a spot. sweet spot, and it's not when your mother calls you the next day and says, "Hey, we need to talk about <laughs> what you just put out there." Yeah. Oh my. One time, so it got up. A true story. Yeah. A true story. One time, I was uh, me and my wife were drinking. We we're hanging out, and uh, we have like a little bar in the basement. Mm-hmm. And we had too much to drink. And then she went to bed and I thought it'd be a good idea to do a Facebook live. So I did a Facebook live from my phone and I was like, you know, way past drinking. And I like nodded off. <laughs> <during life. laughs> this was before, like I even did a podcast. I think I just talked with the pack. I don't think I really uh-huh. even podcasted then. Okay. And, but like I woke up and my wife's like, Hey, check your phone. And I looked and there was like 200 comments and I never got 200 <laughs> comments back then. So I just deleted. I didn't even look at the video, but I knew. And then people at work were like, "Oh, I saw you!" And like, they're like telling me people in the comments, like, "Someone should call an ambulance." And they're like, "No, he's from Wisconsin. Like, he's from Wisconsin. Yeah. He'll be all right." Oh my gosh! I had my mom on once. She was sitting behind me because she just wanted to be, you know, on the show and whatnot. And she passed out behind me. So I'm sitting there doing my thing. She's falling asleep behind me, mouth agape, you know, kicked back, eyes closed. And that's when in the comment lines, they were like, uh, look behind you, bud. So I did. Yeah, it was like, this is some riveting stuff you got going here. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. We're taking it serious. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. All right, my last question for my over-under game is uh, the Packers' next five opponents are the Rams, the Steelers, Chargers, Lions and Chiefs. As far as total wins go in those five opponents, over or under two. Um, I think I'm like when you naming those teams off, I'm thinking two. Uh, I think that they could. I think that they can beat the Rams. Whether that the Steelers, then I think the Steelers could be a toss up. But I, like the Chiefs and the Lions, I don't see a world where they. But that's kind of the Chiefs are weird. They've been losing to like lesser teams, teams that they shouldn't lose to, but I still wouldn't put money on that. So I'm I would love to say uh exactly two. Who yeah. who was the the other team? Chargers the, 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 Lions. Oh yeah, the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers could be winnable. Yeah, but I will say two. I mean, if I'm being realistic. I'd like to be optimistic and some more, but <laughs> there's I'm just not feeling it right now. Yeah. You yeah. Can, you can push with two. Brady, what do you think? Yeah, I <laughs> 
I struggle to pick this team winning with the way they're playing right now. And it's like you said, it doesn't seem like anything changes. This team right now, when I watch the games, it looks like Groundhog's Day to me, whether we win or lose, you know, even even beating the Saints and you were there, you know, which was exciting and you really did see Jordan Love do some good things, but we needed to require a missed field goal to get that accomplished. So I'm going to yeah. say under, if they don't, if they get, if they can beat the Rams Sunday, they might be able to get a little confidence and, and, and maybe some things get fixed, but I'm going to say we got a chance against the Rams. The Steelers, I, I think are, are going to just, I think Jordan Love's going to be running for his life against TJ Watt, who should be. Yeah, that's the thing that Steelers, they have a really good pass rush. I think uh, mm-hmm. uh, pass rush, the offensive line for the Packers. Right. Not ideal. <laughs> Not at all. So I'll yeah. go under on that one. And their offenses look identical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they absolutely look identical. Yeah. But Kenny's going to be back, so he'll be back for that game then too. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, right. we'll see. He'll be back this week though. All um, right. All right. You, well, we, let's. if it's all right with you, Matt, let's do some predictions. But first, Aaron, do you want to tell us what the line is and, and throw a little info into that? Yeah. I was surprised. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a sports better myself, Matt. So I was a little surprised at the line this morning when I looked at it, but then I realized that Stafford was going to be out probably. Um, so right now they've got the Packers favored by three points, and the over-under is 38 and a half. And that's a pretty standard home home advantage line. Yeah, that's basically saying like they don't know and that they're at home, so we'll give them the three. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But yeah, you got a prediction for us? Oh yeah, for the prediction. Um, for what is it? To, do I think they're gonna win? Or yeah, yeah, just a game what? prediction. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> this is tough. I would say like I'm gonna say like, I haven't really thought about this yet. For uh, but uh, I'll say twenty three seventeen Packers. Even though uh, the offense, the way they've been going, I, but like if everything I think like they use Aaron Jones more, maybe they get some points. Maybe even a defensive point uh, score. But um, I'll say twenty three seventeen. But I do think it's probably going to be somewhat low scoring. That's probably going to be on, on the high end. But that's what I'll stick with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm <clears throat> I'm pretty bearish right now on this team, just making the mistakes that they make. Uh, they're since we won last, we've averaged fifteen. That's where that thirteen number kind of came from. Yeah, I you know I think I said last week we might have 10 points. I'm going to say the Packers put up I'm going to say the Packers put up 13 in this one and the Rams, you know, it does make a difference of course, you know, Stafford not playing. That is important, but we couldn't beat Cousins when he went out. And and now the Rams actually have some time to prepare for the situation that they have. Uh no Rasul Douglas. I'm I'm going to say let me go back. I'll go to 12 with the Anders Carlson call and say we kick a bunch of field goals in this one and the Rams beat us 17 to 12. Oh, that was All right. Yes, we got the same points for the Rams. <laughs> it's okay. Mm-hmm. Can, yeah, yeah. yeah and I think 23 is probably a little high. I would probably, well, yeah. I, don't know, I think you can see 20 to 17. I think it's going to be close, but um, yep. I, I, obviously the offense. And, and it was, I think Rasul Douglas, it'd be interesting to see how that secondary plays. Mm-hmm. Without him, and if and if they happen to get any type of injury in the secondary, it's going to get real ugly real quick. Like if Jair happens to not be available, like I don't even want to think about it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, Did I'm you... definitely going to take the under on this game. Mm-hmm. For yeah, sure. I would take the under too. But nobody wants to watch a game like that. So let's hope that it's 
Yes. A ball slinger. Yeah. <laughs> a shootout. <laughs> we know they're capable. Of yeah, that'd be something if you get to see the offense go off like in both teams. <laughs> it would be like a 45 to 38 game. <laughs> yeah. and, like, These are the games we won. Like, yeah. yeah. You'd be like, where does this come NFL, from? That's why, everyone, that's why everyone talks about the NFL being scripted because stuff like that happens. It'd be a team that's struggling all of a sudden. They pop off. And I'm a little biased because I'm going to the game, and I really want them to play good. Right, right, for so, sure, for sure. Especially if it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is getting chilly up there. Well, Matt, uh, we really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for jumping on. We're going to let you go for the day. But, hey, uh, let's get together. Now, a while back, I asked if you wanted to do it to join me in a little collaborative pod that I'm doing during the draft or at some point around the draft. We don't know when it is right now, but – I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but are you still on board with that, my friend? Yeah, we could uh, we could do a pod. I'm I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff down there. Oh, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, we during, all are. Yeah, during that draft. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to use up all my vacation time. And I'll probably <laughs> be doing a lot of stuff. I'm trying to figure out how to make my podcast more mobile because mm-hmm. I just bought a laptop and I got all the stuff mm-hmm. so I can go to people and uh-huh. uh, like do uh, on location podcasts. Like yep. I'm going to hit up a lot of the people at those big tailgates around Lambeau. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk to them like when not on a game day and just ask them about, you know, how the tailgate got started. Cause some of them are just so huge and so well known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can show you my setup. Mine's 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 portable. Yeah. I, I, I was just doing mine, like just in my, in my house, whatever I got a thing mm-hmm. up there, but I was like, man, I want to want to go out in a boat and like record anywhere. Right. And, uh, right. I, but I'm, I'm not good at technology, you know, well, Get yourself a partner. I'm not good with a with a uh, podcasting board, but Aaron is. So, We're all right, it out. <laughs> yeah, all right. Thank you so much, buddy. Hope to see you next time up in Wisconsin. There. Hey, thanks for having me, man. All right. Yep. You bet. Bye bye. Again, another big thanks to Matt for jumping on. You can find us, the Nameless Packers Pod, at facebook.com forward slash Green Bay Packer Nation. Check us out on YouTube, the podcast on all your podcasting platforms. Uh, Matt, for his part, you can go to mattramage.com and catch up all the links where he is at and with what he is doing. Again, real thankful that he got on, but that's going to do it for us. Hopefully, we will be back again next week after the Packers get a much-needed win, I think is the way I would describe it, against the Rams. In the meantime, we'll talk to you soon. Go Pack. Go Pack.